Lord. Many evangelists tell me where they travel around that one of the things is missing. There's actually two things missing that they see as they travel. First of all, there's no men in the church. I praise God we got men in the Bible Church of God. Amen? Amen. And there's no children in the church. It's just most churches are more women than there is children and men. But not so here at the Bowden Church of God. Amen? And we praise God for that this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, turn your Bibles with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 9. As we look at the 6th chapter, 6th verse I mean, verse 6 and 7. Isaiah chapter 9, looking at verse 6. And seven. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's word this morning as we honor the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of y'all know that Jesus is the reason for Christmas? Amen. He's still the reason, church. You always be. In verse six, it says, "From to us a child is born." Unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end, and upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever, and the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Father, we thank you this morning for the reading of your holy word. And Father, we ask you for your anointing of understanding this morning as you come. Lord, that you minister your precious word to us. Hide the servant behind the cross. Let the anointing flow this morning in the name of Jesus. Let us receive from heaven today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Christmas time is my... Second favorite holiday. Not my first holiday that I love. It's my second holiday. Because at Christmas time, we talk about the birth of Jesus Christ. But I got news for some of you. He was not born on December the 25th. (laughs) More like September the 15th would be more accurate. Somewhere in the middle of September, as we know, is when Jesus was really born. Well, how do you know that, preacher? Because shepherds don't sleep with the sheep outside in the middle of winter time. They got the sheep in the barn. Come on, church. I said last week, a little common sense goes a whole long, long ways, amen, in understanding things. You always don't have to have a, a theology degree to understand the Word of God. Just a little common sense will help you out, amen. But we celebrate December the 25th as the birth of Jesus Christ. It's a time of reflection, as we reflect upon why Jesus was even born in the first place. How many of y'all think that might be important, that we reflect upon why Jesus was born? So we look here in the book of Isaiah chapter 9, and this is a prophecy foretold thousands and thousands and thousands of years before it ever happened. He said, For us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end, and upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it, and with judgment and justice from henceforth, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. There are over 100 prophecies. 
throughout the scriptures in the Old Testament that prophesy about the coming Messiah. And in Isaiah, we can see here that these prophecies are are all over this scripture that we just read. First of all, it tells us that the Messiah would be born a child, that he wouldn't just appear out of nowhere, but he would come as a baby, is prophesied here in Isaiah. And then we see that not only does he prophesy that, and not only tells us what his wonderful name is, and he is a counselor in peace, it also tells us in verse 7 that he would be from the heritage and from the bloodline of King David himself. So these are prophecies that had to be fulfilled. Nobody else could fulfill this prophecy. They, they had to be born of, a, of, a, of a, a child, born as a child, and had to be of the bloodline of King David. But as we're going to look at 100 prophecies, and we're not going to go over all of them because there are so many more to go over, amen, we're going to see some things this morning. First of all, I want to point out the fact that Jesus is not only prophesied in Isaiah in verse 9, but he's also prophesied in verse 7, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. And we see the manifestations in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 and 23, and also recorded in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 and 35, that the Messiah was to be born from a virgin girl. I'm just pausing right there because so many people have a problem with that one right there. I want to tell you something. If you cannot believe that the Messiah came from a virgin girl, then you can't be saved today. If you don't believe that Jesus came from a virgin girl, then you don't even know who Jesus is. You see, the world don't understand this. The world don't believe this. But it takes faith to receive this. Come on, church. It takes faith to receive this, that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin girl. Amen. Nobody else could be the Messiah unless they were born from a virgin girl. Okay, this prophecy had to be fulfilled. It was, re- it was prophesied in Isaiah chapter 7, and it was fulfilled and recorded in Matthew and Luke. And we know the story of Mary as she was only a child herself, a young teenage girl, and she was espoused to a man named Joseph. But before they get married, she, she, was, she was visited by the angel. And the angel Gabriel told her that she was going to have a child and that he would be the Savior of the world. Come on, church. And when she asked, how could this be, seeing I know not a man, the angel explained to her, come on, before she said, be it unto me according to thy words. Come on, we got to speak words of faith this morning. He said, the, the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on, church. Ain't we glad that the Holy Ghost showed up on the scene? How many of you know the Holy Ghost is here this morning, church? He's still on the scene on the earth. Come on. He's in the Bible, church of God. He's with us right now. The Holy Ghost began to hover over her and as the Holy Ghost hovered over the great deeps of the waters in the book of Genesis the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1 that on a certain day that the Holy Ghost hovered over the deep waters and life began to be created inside the oceans and whales began to swim come on and fish began to move come on church and life was poured into the great depths of the oceans of the earth that you and I see today and let me tell you the same Holy Ghost in Genesis. The same Holy Ghost, hallelujah, that baptized us on the day of Pentecost. The same Holy Ghost that allows us to speak in tongues. The same Holy Ghost hovered over Mary and gave and, and, 
inside of her and brought life into her womb. And the child was created. And it was the child of the living God. Hallelujah. And we call him Jesus. Mary called him Yeshua. We call him Jesus. But I'm going to tell you, I'm proud to call him my Lord and my master this morning, my Savior, my soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. There's been no other man from ever from the beginning of creation in Genesis chapter 1 and to the present time. There has never, ever, ever been a man and there never, ever will be a man. Come on. Born of a virgin girl except Jesus Christ. I said except Jesus Christ. So nobody can be the Messiah except Jesus Christ. Come on church. Mm. I feel the Holy Ghost is here this morning. The preacher has showed up to preach this morning. Y'all don't mind that the preacher preaches a little bit this morning, do you? Come on, church. Another prophecy we see in Psalms chapter 22 in verse 16. It says that his hands and his feet had to be Pierced. That's in Psalms chapter 22 and verse 16. Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 10. Listen, you ain't got time to write all these down, honey. If you want a copy of the scriptures, I'll give them to you later. Just say, preacher, give me a copy of what you, what you got there, honey. I'll give it to you. Matthew chapter 27 verse 35 and John chapter 20 and verse 25. They prophesied and said that his hands and his feet will have to be pierced. The Messiah is going to have to be born of a virgin girl and one day his hands and his feet were going to be pierced. Come on, church. There's been a lot of men that were crucified on the cross but they and their hands and their feet were pierced, but they were not the Messiah. Come on. There was only one Messiah born of a virgin girl and then his hands and his feet were pierced. Come on, church. Mm. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He had to be the offspring of the woman. And the Bible says in Genesis that the offspring of the woman would be the Messiah, that Satan would bruise his heel. Oh, come on. But the Messiah would crush his head. Come on, church. There's only one Messiah that can do that. Nobody throughout all generations of time has ever crushed Satan's head like Jesus did. Come on. Oh, and like we're going to see him do even again. Come on, church. Come on, church. The Messiah had to be of the tribe of Judah. Nobody else, nobody in Benjamin, come on. Nobody else in the other tribes could be the Messiah. Come on, church. All the 12 tribes of Israel, there was only one tribe that the Messiah would come from, and that is of the tribe of Judah. And Jesus Christ was of the tribe of Judah. And we find that prophecy in Genesis chapter 49 in verses 8 through 10. Another prophecy in Micah chapter 5 verses 2 through 5 said that the Messiah had to be born in the city of David in a little town called Bethlehem. Come on church. There's only one Messiah they ever be born in the town of Bethlehem and His name was Jesus Christ. Come on. The Yeshua. Hallelujah. There's only one. Amen. What surprises me about this story is that when the wise men showed up at Herod's palace and, and it told Herod 
Herod, we come to find the newborn king. We come to look for a baby, and he's a king of the world, and we want to know where he is. And, and, and Herod didn't know, so he called the scribes, and he called the Pharisees, and the Sadducees. You see, they were sad because they had no faith, you see. And they came together, and they began... Oh, some of y'all just now catching that, aren't you? Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. They came together, and they came to the book of Micah, and said the Messiah has to be born in the town of Bethlehem. Oh, hallelujah for a little town of Bethlehem. Hallelujah. Because from the little town of Bethlehem, it was also the town of David. You see, you had to be in the bloodline to be king of the world. You had to be in the bloodline to be king of Israel, to come to be the Messiah. You had to be in the tribe of Judah. And Jesus Christ, he fit those descriptions this morning, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. In Psalms chapter 72, verse 10 and 11, it says, Kings shall bring gifts and fall down before him. Who do you think the wise men were? I said, who do you think the wise men were? Come on, they were kings. And they came, and we see the story foretold, and it came to pass in the manifestation. This prophecy came true and recorded in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. As they came together, it was prophesied in Psalm 72. Thousands and thousands of years before Jesus Christ was ever born, that kings would fall down before him. It says in Genesis chapter 17 that he had to be born of the seed of Abraham. Come on. He could not be born in Chicago, Illinois. He could not be born in Egypt. Come on, come on. He had to be born of the seed of Abraham. Come on, church. But not only the seed of Abraham, he also had to be born as the seed of Isaac, not, not Ishmael. Come on, church. It's prophesied that Isaac was the one that the Messiah would come through, not Ishmael. Now listen, the difference between us and the Muslims is they think Islam and Ishmael, come on, that's where you get Ishmael, and that's where the Messiah is supposed to come from. But that's not the Holy Bible. I said, that's not the Holy Bible. The Bible tells us that he must be born of the tribe of Abraham. That he must be born of the child of Isaac. Not only Isaac, but he goes on down to say he must be coming from Jacob. Oh, and he must be the root of Jesse. You see, there's a genealogy that took place here of the prophecies to take place. And he fulfilled. There's only one person to fulfill that scripture. And that is Jesus Christ himself. Born of the seed of Abraham, the child of Isaac and Jacob, come on, and the root of Jesse. There's only been one, and his name is Yeshua in Hebrew, and Jesus in English this morning, church. Oh, he is the Messiah of the world this morning. I said he's the Messiah of the world this morning. The scripture goes on to tell us, in Hosea chapter 11, again, thousands of years, that he, that he had to be called out of Egypt. Well, he was called out of Egypt because as a young child, when they were running from Herod, and they went into Egypt to hide, and, and Jesus grew up in Egypt as well, and he was called out of Egypt. So that scripture was fulfilled. Come on, church. That scripture was fulfilled in Matthew and recorded in Matthew chapter 2, verse 13 through 15. Amen. The Messiah had to be rejected by his brethren. The Messiah had to be rejected by 
his brethren. We find this prophesied in Psalms chapter 69, verses 8 and 1, verse 81. In Psalms 89, verse 81, that this is prophesied that he had to be rejected by his brethren. We see in St. John's Gospel, the seventh chapter, verses 3 through 5, it says in John, Jesus' brothers said unto him, You ought to leave here so that your disciples may see the miracles you do. For even his own brothers, I'm talking about the boys that grew up with him in the household with Mary and Joseph. I'm talking about there's some blood relationship going on here. Does anybody in your family don't believe you a Christian? Come on. Do we have people in our family that don't believe that we, we are children of the Most High God? They don't believe in our own Christianity? Come on, church. His own flesh and blood brothers that watched him grow up in the house with Mary and Joseph did not believe in him, but yet rejected him. There's only one person that describes and that's the Messiah. I said, that's the Messiah this morning, church. Rulers were to take counsel against him. Also found in the book of Psalms chapter 2 and fulfilled in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Come on, church. He was to enter into the temple. And we see that in Malachi chapter 3 in verse 1. Again, again, thousands and thousands of years before he was born. Come on, we know the story when Jesus was 12 years old. Come on. He went into the temple and, and, and was there. And they lost him and had to go back and find him. And, and, and his mama said, boy, what are you doing? Don't you know we've been looking for you for three days? He said, why are you looking for me? Don't you know? I must be about my father's business. Come on. The Messiah had to go into the temple. He had to go into Solomon's Temple, let me tell you, I'm saying that to say this. Solomon's temple does not exist right now. And there's nobody that can be called the Messiah because they can't go into the temple. Oh, see, I'm going somewhere this morning. Y'all are saying, follow follow the preacher and I'll get you to where I'm going this morning. Amen. So Jesus went into the temple. The temple was up and it was running when Jesus was born. How many of you know it ain't up and running right now? Come on. It ain't up and running right now. Amen. So that means the Messiah could not be anybody else after 70 AD because that's when they tore the temple down. Amen. The king, this is Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9. Again, thousands of years before Jesus was ever born. It says the king comes to Jerusalem riding on a donkey. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My king came riding into Jerusalem one day. Come on. It was before the crucifixion. It was before the Passover. He comes riding into Jerusalem. Riding on a coat that had never been rode on before. Come on. And they were lining up in the streets. Come on. Y'all know the story. They were lining up in the streets. And they were putting palm leaves down. We call this Palm Sunday. And we celebrate Palm Sunday. Oh, I forgot to tell y'all my most favorite holiday, Easter, praise God. I told I left everybody y'all hanging. I left you hanging. Christmas is my second favorite, but Easter is my favorite because that's when I celebrate not just the birth of Christ, but the resurrected Christ. Come on, church. He's the only one that came riding into Jerusalem. The only one recorded throughout history that we know of riding into Jerusalem as the donkey walked on palm leaves. That was prophesied in Zechariah, recorded in Mark chapter 11, and Matthew, Luke, and John all recorded it. 
His, oh, I love this one. Isaiah chapter 29, verse 18 is fulfilled in all the Gospels. It says in, Zach, in Isaiah chapter 29, verse 18, oh, that the deaf will hear and the blind will see. Oh, glory to God. The Messiah is going to come. And when He comes, Isaiah says, the deaf will hear and the blind will see. Oh, I want to tell you, Jesus Christ, filled, he, he prophesied that. He fulfilled that. Come on, church. He opened up the blinded eyes. He opened up the deaf ears. And can I tell you, He's still opening up the deaf ears. He's still opening up the dead eyes. Come on, church. He's still healing today. And the only one that could do that was Jesus Christ, the Messiah of the world, church. Hallelujah. Go with me. Come on, church. I'm going somewhere this morning. In Deuteronomy, oh, way back on Deuteronomy, he even prophesied about the Messiah. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, it says that he would be a prophet like Moses speaking God's word. Oh, come on. Listen, Moses spoke to God face to face. Jesus spoke to God face to face. Come on. And they said when they heard him speak that he speaketh like no man has ever spoken because he speaketh as one that has authority. He speaketh as one that has power. Come on, church. I'm talking about the Messiah this morning. I'm talking about the King of kings, the Lord of all lords. He's speaking with power. He's speaking with authority this morning. And as I read to you in the beginning of our service in Luke chapter 18, so why Luke chapter 18? It's called hashtag read your chapter every day with the church. Come on. And today's the 18th day and we're in the book of Luke. Come on church. But it said right there, the reason I read it to you is that, that the blind said, oh let me see. Lord have mercy on me. Oh King David's son, Messiah, have mercy on me. And Jesus didn't rub his eyes, come on. He didn't call for an aspirin pill. He didn't call for Dr. Luke, come on, to go get something. He didn't anoint him with blood. He didn't spit in his eyes. He spoke the word with authority. And he said, receive thy sight. Oh, glory to God. I'm telling you this morning, church, receive what you need from God this morning. Hold your hands up and just receive it right now. Whatever it is you need from Jesus, receive it this morning. In Jesus' name. Come on, church. God knows who, who needs. Oh, He knows what you need. And He knows who needs it. And He knows it's time to get it. Come on, church. Mm. In Jeremiah chapter 31, it is recorded that a new everlasting covenant that the Messiah would bring. A new and everlasting covenant the Messiah would bring. Oh, has anybody here ever heard of the New Testament? Oh, the New Testament means new covenant. It's a new covenant with God. He has fulfilled all the old covenant. Come on. He has fulfilled all the scriptures and all of the prophets. Come on. Over a hundred prophecies was spoken of him. And he fulfilled everything they spoke of him. There's only one person throughout history that could have done that. And that was Jesus Christ. And then Jeremiah says that he would establish a new and better covenant. Come on. And we got the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on. That saves us from our sins. He became the blood sacrifice one time. Offered for all mankind. One sacrifice, he became the Lamb of God and he shed his blood on Calvary's hill 
He was sacrificed for our sins. Come on. And He established a better covenant than that of Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. He established a better covenant. Come on. Than the Levitical priest had ever walked in. He became under the order of Melchizedek, the high priest. Come on, church. And it's a better covenant, a new covenant. And it's the New Testament Bible in your life that you and I can be saved today. Not by works, but by faith. Come on. Hallelujah. Mm. If we had to work to get there, we would none of us make it. Come on. And I ain't calling you lazy. I'm just simply telling you, if Israel couldn't keep all the laws, 600 laws, we couldn't keep them either. Come on, church. Mmm. Mmm. My Lord. Mmm. In Psalms chapter 72, verses 12 through 14, it said that the Messiah would care for the poor and the needy. Has anybody here ever been poor and needy? Oh, come on. Has God ever took care of you in the moment of your crisis? I love Brother Richard's testimony. I love your testimony, Brother Richard. He said, last year at this time, I was homeless. I didn't know where to go. I had no money. I was sick. I was broken. I had no home. I had no finances. He had no family. I'll go ahead and throw that in there too because they abandoned you. Come on. But in one year, my, my God has saved his soul. Come on, church. He's gave him an income every month. And he just bought his first home. Come on, church. Debt free. There ain't no title on the thing. Oh, praise God, nobody's coming to collect the mortgage. It's debt free. And what a turnaround that one year can make, church. And he has a car. And he's got a Man, he's got a ride too. Come on, church. Oh, it just gets better, don't it, church? Lisa said he got a fiance too, praise God. Hallelujah. And his family is coming back in his life. His children, come on. His parents, come on. His grandchildren, come on. What a difference one year will make in somebody's life, church, when they give their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. When they give their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus cared. He's the Messiah that cared for the poor and the needy. Psalm 78 verse 2 says that the Messiah would come speaking in parables and hidden meanings. All through the New Testament we see that. Come on. He spoke in parables. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees, because they had no faith, you see, could not understand Him. Come on, church. you got to have faith to understand God this morning. Amen. Amen. In Psalms 110 verse 4, it said that the Messiah, whoever that Messiah is going to be, has to line up with this. He had to be a priest after the order of Melchizedek. Now, we don't see this Melchizedek but one time. And that's when he appeared unto Abraham. And Abraham just came from a mighty battle. And Melchizedek came. He said, where are you coming from? He says, I come from a place of peace. Come on, church. He was the king of peace. And the scripture goes on to say that Melchizedek had no father and he had no mother. Well, then who else is he? Come on, church. You ain't got a mama. You ain't got a daddy. You must be walking with God. Hallelujah. It was the incarnation of Jesus Christ himself before Jesus was born of a virgin girl. Jesus still existed, amen. And it was in that form that he appeared unto Abraham. And he had no father, he had no mother. And it was Jesus Christ himself that was appearing to Abraham before he ever heard the word Jesus. Come on, church. 
And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything that he owned. Well, listen, this scripture says that he had to be under the order priesthood of Melchizedek. Does anybody else know anybody that don't have a mama or a daddy that came into this world? Come on, church. There ain't but one person. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Come on. And he's of the priesthood of, of Melchizedek as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Psalms 96, verse Isaiah 96, we already read it. So the government shall be upon his shoulders. How I many you know that when Jesus comes the second time, he came the first time to bring salvation to man. But when he comes back, church, he's coming to establish the heavenly kingdom. He's coming to establish the kingdom of righteousness. And he's going to be forever crowned king of kings and lord of lords. Above all kings, above all governments and all world, there will be one government. Amen. There will be one country, one government and one ruler. And his name is Jesus Christ. Christ, come on, the Yeshua of all of us. Come on, church, the King of Righteousness, the Prince of Peace Himself. Mm. In Isaiah chapter 11, in verse 2, it says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest upon Him. Oh, we see that fulfilled in all the gospel. He would be a healer and a savior and do miracles. We see that in Isaiah chapter 35, verse 4 and 6, again fulfilled in the gospel. He would be the Redeemer to come out of Zion. And again, we see that it prophesied in Isaiah 59. Oh, and talked about in Romans chapter 11. He was anointed to preach liberty to the captives. Recorded in Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 and 2. Fulfilled again in the book of Luke and in Acts. His Spirit, listen to this. In Joel chapter 2, verse 28 through 32, the prophet Joel said that the Messiah Himself... Oh, this is getting good right here, church. It's time to shout now. Y'all ready to shout? Oh, come on. Let's get, take the seatbelt off. Let's get ready to shout this morning. Amen. 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 It says right here in Joel chapter 2, verses 28 through 32, that the Messiah, oh, with His Spirit, He would take His Spirit and He would pour it out upon the people. He would pour it out. In the last days, come on, He would pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. There's only one Messiah that can do that and that's the Lord Messiah, King of all kings. Oh, Jesus Christ this morning, church. Woo, that's shouting ground right there, brother. How many of us have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Come on, we've shouted. We speak in tongues. Come on, we call we Pentecostal Holy Rollers. Come on, church. Well, brother, I haven't holy rolled in a while, but maybe it's time to let your hair down and go some holy, do some holy rolling in the house of God again. Come on. Woo! Amen. We still believe that way. Some of us just got a little older and our bones rattle a little bit too much. Come on. But we still believe that way. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Mm. In Zechariah chapter, chapter 3 and verse 8 prophesied many thousands of years. Talked about in 1 Peter chapter 2 and Revelations chapter 1. It says that he would establish a new priesthood. A new priesthood. You see, in the Old Testament, you had the Levitical priests. But now the Holy Scriptures tell us that we are all, come on, 
priests of the Most High God. If you are a child of God, then you are a priest of the Most High God. We no longer need a Levitical feast. Come on. To walk into the Holy of Holies. Come on. To plead for your sins and my sins. Oh, but we have freedom. We can walk into the Holy of Holies this morning and we can call on Jesus Christ and we can call on the Father God and we can show up in the presence of the Holy Ghost and we can plead our own case before the King of all kings. Hallelujah. We don't need a Levitical priest no more. We are all priests. Oh, come on unto God this morning. And if you're a man, if you're a husband in this house, let me tell you something. You are the priest of your house and the provider, come on, and the protector. You are the three Ps. The priest, the provider, and the protector. Come on, church. Mm, boy, it got real quiet right there. But it's still true this morning. I said it's, real, it's still true this morning. Mm. Listen, the Messiah in the book of Exodus chapter 12, verse 46 the Messiah had to, had to be sacrificed at Passover. There's only been one. Come on, Jesus Christ. Not only was he sacrificed at Passover, but the scripture says that no broken bones. This is so important, church. Because Passover was a time that you didn't leave dead bodies on the tree. You didn't leave the, the man alive on the cross to have him die during Passover. So the Roman soldiers would go with a sledgehammer and they would literally hit the, the legs of those that were hanging on the cross and they would break their legs so that their bodies could their legs could not hold them up and then they would begin to drown in their own blood and they would die within within minutes they would die and that and not be dead on Passover they had to die before Passover actually came to place in the clock turned they had to die then but when they got to Jesus, oh, hallelujah, he had already looked up at heaven and said, Father, receive my spirit. Come on. And when they got to Jesus, they were about to break his legs. And the Roman soldiers looked at him and said, I think he's already dead. I don't think I have to touch him. He's already dead. And the Roman guard said, we'll take the spear. And pierce him. Come on. They pierced his hands. They pierced his feet. And they pressed his side. Everything was prophesied. Come on church. And it was Jesus the Messiah that it happened to. And nobody else. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 23. Said that the Messiah had to be hung on a tree. As a curse for us. There's only been one man to die on the cross for your sins. And that was Jesus Christ. Nobody else. Other people hung on the cross for their crimes. And they never paid a price for our sin. It was only Jesus, the innocent Lamb of God, the man who never sinned. Come on, I don't care what Hollywood, I mean Hollywood tells you, that Jesus never sinned. I think only one person caught that, so I'll slow it down. I said, I don't care what Hollywood tells you. Come on. Jesus Christ never sinned. Jesus Christ never sinned. Amen? Amen. In Psalms 22 verse 15, it said that He would be thirsty during His execution. And we see that when Jesus said, I thirst. Again, He's, he's on the cross and He's fulfilling Scriptures. It says in Psalms 27 and verse 12 that He would be falsely accused by, and witnesses and we know that came true during His trial. Amen. 
It says in, in Micah chapter 5, verse 1, that he would be struck on the head. And again, we know that's true during his trial. Amen. It says in Psalms 22, verse 16, that his hands and his feet were pierced, giving us a perfect picture of the crucifixion. Thousands of years. Listen to this, church. I'm talking about 500 years before a crucifixion was ever invented. When the King David wrote this Psalms in 22, he didn't even know what a cross was. He didn't even know what a crucifixion was. It had not been invented yet until another 500 years before it was ever invented. And yet he prophesied that the Messiah's hands and his feet, come on, would be pierced. And it was fulfilled, church. It was fulfilled. It's also recorded, listen, prophesied in Psalms 22, verse 18, that the soldiers were going to cast lots over his coals. Think about this. There were a lot of people crucified on the cross back in those days. But there's only been one recording that we see that they cast lots for his clothes, prophesied in Psalms and carried out at the cross of Calvary. Amen. There's only one Messiah church. I said there's only one Messiah. Amen. Amen. In Psalms 50 verse 6 it said he was beaten and spat upon. Come on. Not only was he beaten and spat upon, but he was whipped with a cat of 39 tails. And by his stripes we are. Oh, help me finish it. Come on. I said by his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. There's only been one. That's the Messiah this morning, church. That's the Messiah. Again, there's over a hundred prophecies. Talked about in, in the scriptures, in the Old Testament, over a hundred prophecies. There's no way we can cover them all in one sitting. Amen. There's, not, there's no way I can cover it all in one sermon. I'm not even going to try. But I wanted to build a foundation to you this morning that there's only been one person throughout all history that could ever fulfill all the prophecies of the prophets and the prophet Moses himself. And that was Jesus Christ, our King. And our Savior. Amen. 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 This is important to know as we get ready to celebrate Christmas this year. It's important to know right now in the dear time that you and I are living in. Amen. I said amen. Amen. I'm going somewhere, so go with me to Matthew, the 24th chapter. As I've poured out a foundation to you this morning. Matthew chapter 24. If it's been a while since you read it, I want to encourage you, time to read it again. Amen. Amen. We're going to be looking at the 23rd verse in Matthew, the 24th chapter, looking at the 23rd verse. And it says, written in red, praise God. That means he, he died on the cross. He bled his blood to say these words. Then if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ, or there... Believe it not. For there shall rise false Christs and false prophets, and shall sow signs, show great signs and wonders, insomuch, listen to this, this, listen to this, church. If it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Who's the elect? Israel, us Christians, us followers of Christ, us followers of God. Whether it be Old Covenant, whether it be New Covenant, we are the elect we're talking about here. Verse 25, Behold, I have told you before. Listen, to the words of Jesus Himself. The head of the church is speaking this to you. 
Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. He's telling us in verse 27 that when he comes the second time, he's already came the first time through the virgin girl, but when he comes back the second time, church, he tells us in verse 27 exactly how it shall be. He said, For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles, come on church, be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun shall be darkened and the moon and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. How is the Messiah coming back in the clouds? Come on with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. Oh, come on. The trumpet of God is going to blow. The dead in Christ are going to rise. And those that remain to be called up to meet him in the sky. Come on, church. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect, his children, those who love him from the four winds and from one end of heaven to the other. Hmm. How's the Messiah coming back the second time? In the clouds with great power. Come on, church. With great power. There's only one person that's ever been the Messiah, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray this morning that I have built you a foundation to stand on. That nobody else will ever be the Messiah. It was Jesus. Born of Mary, virgin girl, of the lineage of King David, Of the tribe of Isaac and Jacob, come on. And of the root of Jesse. There's only been one throughout all of history that's ever been recorded. There's only one. Why am I telling you all this? Because I have just learned that in Israel, the leading rabbis of Judaism are about to reveal to the world who they claim to be their Messiah. The leading rabbi in New York City has got posters all over New York right now. And his posters are saying the Messiah is here. And he has gone on even to claim that he is now having conversations with that Messiah. Face to face. There is a man in Israel. He is a rabbi. He's about 38, 39 years old. I can't pronounce his name, but you you kids can Google him. Just Google a Jewish Messiah. He'll show up. They are treating him like a rock star right now. As he walks through the streets of Israel, they are reaching out to touch him like they did Jesus. They are kissing his hand as he is walking along. They claim that he is doing miracles and performing signs and wonders. When he has church, all the leading rabbis show up and they pack the building out like he's a rock star. 
when he's done speaking to them, he plays a musical instrument. He plays the keyboard, Sister Jan. And he plays like nobody else can. How many of you know that Lucifer was the archangel over music? The problem with this guy is that they know his mama and his daddy. And he was not born in the city of Bethlehem. He's not of the king lineage of David. There's so many other prophecies that he does not fulfill. But you have to understand and remember that Israel never accepted Jesus Christ as the Messiah. So they're still looking for him to come the first time. We're looking for him to come the second time because we already know he came the first time. We already know who the real Messiah is. But this Messiah, they are about to accept. And they are about to reveal him to the world. They claim at 15 years old that he memorized the entire Torah. The first five books of the Bible. That he memorized it word for word. And he has wisdom like Solomon. They are about to reveal him, church. And the reason I'm preaching this message to you today is that Jesus told us in his own words, in the book of Matthew chapter 24, that even the very elect could be deceived. My Lord, church, open your eyes. Be not deceived. There's only one Messiah. And we know Him because we're in Him. Oh, come on. And He's in us. We know Him because He saved our soul. We know Him because we wake up with Him every day. We know Him because we can pray to Him. And if we'll be quiet, he'll speak back to us. Come on. I said Wednesday night during our during our, our Bible study and talking about the word prayer. That's a communi- prayer is a, a two-way street, it's a communication. What was the last time you just got quiet? Don't just say amen, get up from the altar and go home. When's the last time you got quiet and just listened to the Holy Ghost? Come on. We have the Holy Ghost, his spirit living on the inside of us. Jesus said, My sheep know my voice. And another, they will not follow. If you know his voice, you will not be deceived in these last days that you and I are living in. Last month, I told you about the red heifers already in Israel. They've already got the red heifers ready to go back to sacrificing the red heifers. And guess what they're saying? That the Messiah is the one that has to sacrifice the red heifers. They've already got the red heifers. Now they've already got their Messiah. That means an animal sacrifice is about to take place again. I'm going to tell you something. If I was a Jewish man and didn't believe in Jesus Christ, I'd be willing to sacrifice something too. But ain't nothing been sacrificed in 78. Come on. Revelation says that the Antichrist will be the one sitting on the throne. And he will. When the new temple was built. We will hear soon about the new temple. And the new temple will be built. Now, either the new temple is going to be built... Or they're going to claim that that building they got on the Dome of Rock is the temple. Come on. The Pope is already trying to bring Christianity and Islam together, calling it Chrislam. But here's the problem with the Pope's idea. is on that building of the Dome of Rock, written in in all that gold they got up there. It actually says the words in Arabic that God has no son. 
So the Catholic Church is going to have to denounce Jesus Christ as the Son of the living God in order to join Islam. I got news for you. Bound Church of God ain't bound to nobody. Come on. I said the Bound Church of God ain't bound to nobody. There's only one Messiah that we bow to, and that's Jesus Christ, the King of all kings, and the Lord of all lords. And I come this morning to tell you all of this, to tell you, get your house in order. Get your heads back, come on. Get ready to go up, come on. You better get prayed up, because we're getting ready to go up. Hallelujah. And the trumpet's going to blow. The Pentecost is going to rise. He said, a preacher, you've been preaching that same message for four years. I'll preach it another four and praise God. And the trumpet has not blown. As long as I'm alive and the trumpet has not blown, I'm going to keep preaching that it's going to blow because one of these days, trust me, it's going to blow. Amen. There's too many prophets that have prophesied it in Jesus Christ himself. Come on. It's going to blow. The only question is, are you going to hear it when it blows? There's going to be some people who hear it. Those that have a deaf ear toward God and can't hear God. Those who don't worship Him. Those that reject Him. They won't hear a sound. Oh, praise God. But the next sound that my dead grandmother, her body's dead but she's alive in heaven. Come on. But the next sound that her dead body's going to hear is going to be the trumpet of the Most High God. Amen. Calling her body together. Come on. Because the Bible tells us, come on, that one of these days, we're going to get a glorified. We're going to get the body like Jesus. I tell her, man, we're going to look good at 33 again. Praise God. Jesus was 33 years old in a resurrected body. And the Bible says that like he is, so shall we be. He's 33. My God, let it be 33 again. Praise God. coming out of Texas and going to Israel. Come on. You know, they start, listen, they're already collecting money for the new temple. Don't think they don't already have an account for that because they've already got the engineers. They've already got the financing. They're doing everything they can to get to. Listen, if you was a Jewish person and you didn't believe in Jesus Christ, you would spend every dime you had to build another temple. Come on and get ready for your Messiah. But praise God, the Messiah is already here living on the inside. The new Strangest Christmas message I've ever heard. Well, you've already heard about the birth of Jesus. Come on, and the, and the wise men that were not, how many of y'all realize they were not in the stable? I told everybody to read the book of Luke. It was two years later before the wise men showed up at the house. That's what the Bible says. Come on. Come on. Mm. Let's stand to our feet this morning, church. Come on, let's just worship God for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, worship Him for a moment, church. Hallelujah. We worship You, Lord. Oh, we worship You, Lord, in spirit and in truth right now. Come on, lift those hands toward heaven this morning. Just call on His name. Call on His name. Lord Jesus, here I am. Lord Jesus, here we are. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you. We praise you, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let me tell you, if you've never raised your hands and worshiped to Jesus, let me encourage you to lift your hands. Listen, we give men applause, so it ain't good enough just to give Jesus applause. we got to lift our hands in total surrender and submission. Come on, and worship Him in spirit and truth. Come on, worship Him, church. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God this morning. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God this morning. Hallelujah. We worship You. We praise You. We glorify You. And we call upon Your precious name this morning. Hallelujah. Listen, church, if you're here and there's something between you and God right now, there's some kind of sin in your life, I want to implore you, get it out now. Repent now. These altars are open. I said these altars are open. Some of you need to be running to the altar right now. The Holy Ghost already told me that there's some sin between you and Him. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to point fingers. But I'm going to tell you, you know you're here. And there's some of you that need to get in the altar because you need to be praying for your family. You might be all right with God, but you know your family's lost. Come on, church. These altars are open. Let's get in the altars this morning. Let's call on God that can save our children and our grandchildren this morning. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, church. Come on, fill these altars up this morning. Call on God to save our children and our grandchildren this morning. Call on God to save us this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Fill these altars up this morning. Hallelujah. Let's talk to Jesus this morning. Come on, let's talk to Jesus this morning. If everything's all right with you and your soul and you're okay with God and God's okay with you, then come on and intercede for somebody else in these altars this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we just call on you this morning. Lord, if it be anybody here that's lost and undone, Lord, if anybody here that's got sin in their life, Lord, we ask you to remove it right now. We ask you to reveal that sin to them, reveal that sin to their mind. Lord, let them give them an opportunity to repent of that sin. Lord, we repent of all of our sins right now in the name of Jesus. Forgive us, O oh God. Forgive us. Heal us and make us whole again. Cleanse us, O oh Lord. Oh, these altars are full this morning, Lord. As they call upon the holy righteousness of God this morning. Oh, Father, save our children. Save our grandchildren. Oh, God, save us. Save us this morning. Oh, God, send somebody to our children that they can hear. God, they can't hear us for some reason, but send somebody. We bind every demon in hell that keeps our children from hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We bind it. Come on, church. Bind those demons. We bind every demon in hell that keeps our children from hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ right now. Lord, send somebody that can reach them. You know who they are. Send that person now. In Jesus' name, send the angels of heaven now to make a way to bring the gospel to our children and our grandchildren, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for every soul that's in this house today. I thank you for every soul that is hearing me this morning. Lord, I pray for mercy upon their souls this morning, God. Lord, that you would draw them closer to you. 
Lord, is that we leave sin behind and walk into holiness with you this morning. Lord, that we pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, that we all receive you as our Savior and our Lord and our Christ. In Jesus' name. If you're here this morning and you've got sickness in your body, you know we believe in James chapter 5. Come on, we'll anoint you with oil. We'll be glad to pray with you. If you're here this morning, come on. We'll anoint you with oil and pray with you. Hallelujah. You won't stand in the gap with somebody you know needs healing. Come on. Hallelujah. Will there be another this morning? Will there be another this morning? Come on.
has to get to that place where it's breaking wheels. When the man realizes he cannot overpower God, he gets to the place where he just can't budge anymore. And then all of a sudden, God. And when the man comes up off the ground, he's a whole new person, a whole new attitude, and a whole new purpose. In Jesus' name, right now. In Jesus' name. Lord, we ask you to touch you, brother. Touch our brother today, God. Lord, I'm Just like you touched Jacob and changed him to Israel, God. Touch him. Touch 